When I say can you dig it, put your two hands up like that. Welcome back to another episode of Can You Dig It, a podcast by SilverScreenAndRoll.com. I am Christian Rebus, joined by Jacob Rude, here for another podcast where we have basketball to talk about. And I'm thinking that's going to be kind of a regular thing going forward. I am, as we said last week, I am just very excited to be talking about basketball again. Um, and there's actual basketball-related, as you said, content to discuss that's actually meaningful. And including the major, like, uh, God, how do I word this? The date of the league was pushed up today. The date of the the league's planning to restart the season. I'm very excited. Does that mean it's like a week or two weeks earlier now? No. Uh, so instead of July 31st, it is moved up to, I hope you're sitting down, <laughs> July 30th. Oh, my gosh. No, yeah, I saw that. I got that Woj notification today. I'm like, really? You needed a tweet for that? You know how many people have notifications on. Just slide that into a story somewhere or something, Woj. I I don't think um, Woj needs a, an excuse to tweet. He tweets and deletes a lot. Like there, Shams is much worse about it. Yeah, Shams will double tweet, but yeah, uh, so many times they both need to uh, realize the um, great responsibility they have and how much power's been put into their hands and how every time you get that notification sound, knowing that it's a Woj or Shams tweet, that your heart skips a little bit. Um, So I don't need them tweeting the same thing twice inside of thirty seconds. I remember uh, during the summer I'll be at the movies and I'll have my tweet notifications on. And uh, I don't know what I went to go see last summer where my phone just wouldn't stop. And I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) But luckily it was it was nothing because the I mean, the AD thing had already been sorted out by then. Um, Dwight didn't sign until August. I was in Hawaii then. And I had um, a lava flow in my hand when it was announced that he was going to re-sign with the Lakers. And I was like, you know what? I'm in Hawaii. I'm a little buzzed right now. It doesn't matter. I'll deal with it when I get back. That's exactly how I would have been. It's always during the summer, like those first couple days of July or whatever it's going to be moving forward, those first couple days of free agency – you always have notifications on and stuff happens literally at all hours. So like, it's always like a worry as to when you can go to bed. And like, there's always that moment where like, right as you're like going to sleep and you hear your phone go off and you know, in the back of your head, it's something really inconsequential. Like, I don't know, Shabazz Napier signing a minimum deal somewhere, but you're thinking like, what if this is when Kawhi signs? So you have to roll over and look at your phone and oh and it was last summer it well, was yeah last summer it did happen at very late at night but uh no that that is always the uh the fun of free agency period it, it's fun now to get those Woj and Shams notifications and they be 
relating to basketball and basketball coming back. Yeah, I hope there are uh, minimal minimal Woj and Shams notifications when the season starts again, uh, because God knows what what those will look like. Um, we do have some free agency talk that we'll get to later in the show, but a quick, uh, a few quick news hitters that we'll we'll get to to start the show. Uh, starting with Magic Johnson getting his own Last Dance style documentary. I like that the last dance was so popular that every basketball documentary <laughs> now is referred to as a last dance style documentary. Uh, but yeah, Magic, I think it was last month in an interview with Entertainment Tonight, dropped the bomb that he will be getting a documentary soon, too. Uh, and thanks to a report from Brent Lang of Variety of Variety on Thursday, uh, we have more details on that upcoming project. Uh, not too much details. I mean, it's it's really just a, a report confirming that there will be a documentary and that there will be interviews and archived footage, which I don't know if you've watched a documentary before, Jacob, but that's typically <laughs> what they what they feature. Um, but aside from that, I'm just really excited to see a Magic Johnson documentary. I know um the 30 for 30 the that ESPN did on the Celtics and Lakers, Best of Enemies, that was super good. Uh, touched on some Magic Johnson stuff there. NBA TV's The Dream Team documentary also had some really cool Magic Johnson content in there. But this is just about Magic, which I think is really, really exciting. Off the top of my head, I can't think of a documentary that has covered Magic Johnson's career extensively and... Jacob, as you and I know, there is no shortage of things to cover uh, in Magic Johnson's career mm. uh, or even post-career. There, I'm, I was trying to think maybe about 10 years ago, maybe a little longer than that, HBO did the documentary on Magic and Bird. Um, but that's the closest we've come to anything. Yeah, Magic and Bird, A Courtship of Rivals was in 2010. Um it, that was really good if you guys haven't watched that. But, yeah, I I laugh, as you said, that basically every sports documentary for however long is going to be called the last dance version of such and such. Uh, when really the thing that made the last dance special is that the cameras were there. Just there was they were allowed everywhere. Uh Unless Magic is hiding something and the Lakers have been hiding something, I don't think a camera crew is following them around much. Yeah. Um, but even then, that doesn't change the fact, as you said. I'm, a documentary dedicated strictly on Magic Johnson will be very interesting. Um, and, I mean, we've all seen a lot of stuff, especially once he came to L.A., um, kind of came under the spotlight there, but... It'd be really interesting to to hear some of the stories of him growing up, some behind-the-scenes stuff. And I was trying to... I don't think that there's many... I mean, for me personally, I don't know that there's many basketball figures I would want to watch a documentary on more oh. than Magic Johnson. Yeah, absolutely uh, not. Uh, I was trying to think... I mean, MJ would have been number one, and The Last Dance, I think, lived up to the hype. Kareem. Uh, Kareem would be an interesting one because he's another one that um, there's not a ton on his backstory and like the 
the main news and whatnot. Uh, I think he had a biography or an autobiography that's come out that I wrote. Um, hearing some of his UCLA stories would be really fun. Wilt Chamberlain would be an interesting one. Um, that would be really hard because obviously he's not he's not with us anymore, and yeah. that was so long ago that there isn't even footage of everything. Um, but Magic's right up there. I've, I'm really excited. I don't know. I mean, if uh, if they're just now announcing it, it's probably going to be quite a while till it comes out. But I'm really excited to uh, to watch that once it does come out because it should be really good. Well, actually, a good news for you, Jacob, um, because the the documentary is tentatively scheduled to come out in 2021 next year. Don't know when in 2021, uh, but shoot, waiting a year for a basketball documentary, okay. I've. I've waited several years for Marvel and Star Wars to put out their respective <laughs> movies. So, yeah. you know, I can wait. I can wait a year, and especially if basketball is going to be there in the meantime. I know part of the appeal of The Last Dance was just wanting to watch something loosely related to sports. Uh, and so that's why that was was such a joy to watch. To your point about the camera crew following Magic Johnson around, the thing that made me laugh a bit when I when I read the Variety report is that whoever leaked the information to them or, you know, gave them their quote said that they were given unprecedented access to Magic Johnson, which like leaves. <laughs> it, <laughs> I saw it, that it, and I kind of laughed. I'm like, isn't <laughs> isn't that kind of the point of a documentary? <laughs> I, and I, I had to read it back a few times. Cause it was like, okay, maybe they meant like Magic Johnson while he was playing. But no, I, I'm pretty sure they mean Magic Johnson now, which, again, you're talking about a documentary. I hope that you have some sort of access to Magic Johnson. I'd actually be pretty worried if they didn't have unprecedented uh, access to Magic. I mean, it's it was a weird way of wording it, but it doesn't change that it should be a really fun documentary. And, yeah. um, I mean, there's a, as opposed to like one with Will where the amount of people who played with and against him is quickly dwindling. Pretty much everybody that played with and against magic is still around. So yeah. that'll, that'll be really interesting to hear some of the stories about him. Um, yeah, I, I could not be more excited. Um, so yeah, we won't have to wait too long. The only other news I think that's worth covering besides in the second half of the show uh, is a few new dates that came out about the NBA's restart, which as far as we know is happening, but it seems like every day there is a new rule or some pushback in some form from either the players or, um, you know, agents who want certain things for their players. Uh, But for right now, we're going to assume that it is indeed happening. Uh, and, and Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN reported on Thursday uh, that the NBA is planning to begin training camps on July 9th through the 11th, which isn't that far along from now. I think it's exactly a month. If I have my dates correctly, I'm pretty sure I don't because uh, every day has blended into the other. <laughs> um but it's not it's not far away from now waiting a month for just some news about basketball like people dribbling a basketball and <laughs> shooting it in a hoop i don't think that's 
a a long way to go. It feels. I mean, considering how long it's been since we had basketball, a month doesn't feel long at all. Um, I'm just excited that we have a date to look forward to because for quite a while, as we mentioned on this podcast, I'm sure many times I was fairly certain basketball wasn't coming back this season. Um, so the fact that we're to a state, a stage where we have a date, we can circle on our calendar, circle and pencil, I guess, maybe not pen or marker yet, but a date we can circle on our calendar to be looking forward to. That's a, uh, that's a big thing. And, um, it's been a long time. I mean, at that point, training camp start on July 9th. The season stopped around March 15th, I think. So you're looking at almost exactly four months without a season. Um, it's going to be really interesting. It's going to leave, There's a lot of questions about how teams will look coming back. Um, I mean, it seems to be a lot of questions about whether they should even come back. It seems like a lot of players are, well, not a lot, but some players are hesitant to even come back, um, which I can't necessarily blame them. Um, depending on their situation and, and whatnot, um, you can't really force someone to come back given it's still a global pandemic. You can take all yep. the precautions you want, and uh, it doesn't really change anything. So... Um, but still, nonetheless, it'll be a, four very long months that we have had to wait. But um, the idea that we're three quarters of the way there um, is very exciting. The the date we've had in our heads for I think the past week now is that if there were to be an NBA Finals Game Seven, uh, it would end on October fifteenth, I believe was the date, which is just nutty. I, every time I say that out loud, it, it just doesn't make sense. But, when did um, training camp start this year? It would have been about a month before that, no? Or the season started on about October 15th. Yeah, yeah. Season usually starts in October. The funny thing is, um, so in Woj's report, he said the NBA Finals can start by September September 30th. Media day is usually around my birthday, which is on September 25th. If you wanted to get me anything, uh, my at is at Rad Rebus <laughs> if you want my uh, shipping information. Uh, and so I'm usually able to have that day off. I haven't worked on my birthday, I think, in four years. I have a feeling I'll be working on my birthday <laughs> this year. And there's a chance I could have a bad birthday. From watching uh, a Western Conference final series between the Lakers and Clippers. Obviously, I'm not banking on it. I'm not hoping for it. But there is a chance that the Lakers will have some impact on my birthday. And that is just something I've never had before. So uh, aside from that, uh, the Woj also reports that so 14 of the teams, 14 teams, 14 of the 22 teams that will go to Orlando will be eliminated within 53 days of arriving, which is absolutely insane. There's going to be so much basketball played within those 53 days. Uh, and after 67 days, only four teams will remain. Um, and the schedule, it, again, assuming it goes to a Game 7 of the NBA Finals, uh, will end with a maximum of 82 days. A ton, a ton, a ton of basketball jam-packed in 82 days 
I don't, I don't know about you, Jacob, but um, that doesn't sound too bad to me from like a strictly entertainment standpoint. From an injury standpoint, I am skeptical. Yeah. Um, first, the season started on October 22nd. So this season will be one week short of lasting an entire calendar year, um, which I'm sure this won't be the only sport where that'll happen across the world. But, um, yeah, there's going to be – the report was kind of interestingly timed because my – I mean, maybe it was simply just he got – Woj got information. But to me, I, I almost interpreted it there was there had been so much pushback uh, with – again, I get, I, I'm probably overstating how much pushback there was from players. But there had been some pushback from players. And to me, it kind of read like – look, nobody's going to be in danger for that long. Like when, uh, when putting it into perspective, um, but yeah, nonetheless, it's going to be a lot of basketball. It's going to be kind of a, a rough go of it for how many teams, six of the teams, uh, because you're going to spend a month getting ready to play eight games and for it to be done again. Um, and if there's no play-in, then yeah, you would have literally played eight games, maybe a couple of exhibition games, and then your season's done. Um, which, again, it's such odd circumstances that it's just kind of one of those things this year. But um, that is going to be such a huge amount of basketball within those 53 days. I'm still surprised that we don't have a schedule. Um, but also... With all due respect to the NBA and the Players Association and the amount of issues that they would have needed to iron out, it doesn't seem like they had a whole lot ironed out before they made this vote (laughs) because every day it's like, here's a new fairly important thing that we're still discussing. Um, So the schedule may just be down the list at this point. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we talked last week that we thought we would have a schedule to discuss a little bit this week. Uh, I haven't even seen any kind of report on anything about the schedules really um that seems like it is far down the list which i mean to a certain extent it is because there's only a very finite amount of teams you can play and you can kind of figure that out you need to make sure everybody is safe getting there first um but yeah there there's so much they need to iron out but it is going to be non-stop basketball for Probably most of those 53 days that uh, the I believe you said four yeah 14 of the teams will be out in those in the fir- within 53 days. Pretty much those first 53 days are going to be nonstop basketball. Yeah, we've we've heard murmurs that some players just don't want to go because, like, I guess for lack of confidence in their team is the only way I've read it. Uh, and I if I had a guess. Most of those concerns are coming from people on the Wizards that are just like, why are we even here? (laughs) We're going to get knocked out in like two games. It's interesting. I was listening to Pete and Darius's podcast actually right before we we went on and they kind of talked about that. It's weird that they're included, but it probably would have been more weird if they invited a bunch of non-playoff teams in the West and not invite the Wizards yeah. for a potential playing game. Because, um, I mean, I mean, this is probably more of like a 
perception thing about how we, everybody perceives the Wizards in the Wizards season, there's still only, I believe, five and a half games. Which yeah, is a lot. Make no mistake. <laughs> they But they only have to get within four games of being in a uh, – to get a play-in and get a chance. And, I mean, that's as far as – I mean, they're closer than the Suns are to um, the Western Conference eight seed. So – if there was a line that the NBA drew, I mean, they pretty much had to bring the Wizards, um, which maybe is just a good way of, of looking at it. They had to bring the Wizards back in this. Yeah. Um, but that also highlights how abysmal the Eastern Conference is because they are 24-40 and 40 and only five and a half games out of a playoff spot. Um, maybe one year... The Eastern Conference will actually be decent. I still think they, especially given the circumstances, I still think they should have just taken the top 16 teams. Um, it would have been pretty harsh on the Magic, though, and those teams at the bottom of the uh, Eastern Conference. But, I mean, that's what everybody wants to see. Um I don't think anybody's really clamoring to watch a Bucks Magic four game sweep here in uh in a couple weeks. So I don't know. I there was never really gonna be a right way to do all this. Um somebody was gonna be upset no matter what you did. So it'll it, I'm not gonna complain too much though, because as we said, it's it's more basketball and at this point, like I've said a couple times, I would watch a Cavaliers Warriors game. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, I I would have been more interested in a Wizards like play in run if John Wall announced he was going to be playing, just to see him back on the court. But you know he won't be. Kyrie and KD won't be playing for the Nets. Um, so that's a bummer. Those bottom two teams in the Eastern Conference are just going to get crushed. Um, yeah. This it, it's amazing to me that the Sixers are the sixth seed because I think they're better than that. Um, they had struggled so, quite a bit, yeah. And then also Ben Simmons got hurt. There's so many like injury questions. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine who covers the Sixers, and they kind of guessed that Simmons is healthy now. Yeah. Um, there hasn't really been a lot of. There hasn't been any kind of release or announcement or anything that, hey, he's back to full health, which he probably hasn't seen like team doctors in however many weeks either. Um, I mean, we saw in the last uh, couple days, like LaMarcus Aldridge is done for the season. Yeah. Um, which is a huge blow for the Spurs. I, I didn't really think that they had much of a shot anyway, but to lose probably your best player or your second best player hurts. I mean, obviously, it seems like forever ago, but Bogdanovich being done with the Jazz. Um, and as you mentioned, there's probably going to be more injuries. Um, that's why they expanded the rosters. Um, it's just going to kind of be a byproduct of having to cram so many games into such a short time. Um, unfortunately, guys are going to get hurt. Um, you just hope it's nothing too serious. Uh, but... I think injuries are going to play a pretty big role in either 
teams getting into the playoffs or not, or into the matchups themselves as well. Yeah. God, we'll see what happens. Knock on wood that I'm very wrong. I did, but I mean we we've, we've seen it in uh, a lot in soccer overseas as, as they've begun to ramp things up. There's been a lot more kind of muscle pulls or muscle tears, stuff like that, where basically a lot of these guys have more or less been relaxing for the last three months and then have to turn it up real fast, real quick. Um, I mean, the NBA, I think training camp's going to last about two weeks. Um, Maybe you can get guys back up near game shape. I would venture to say a team like the Lakers are going to treat the first probably three or four games of this restart as preseason games. Yeah. Um, with I lots. There was a report that there might even be some exhibition games. I don't know if there's yeah. any truth to that, but um, yeah. it, it and doesn't I, make. I, well, I was just going to say, I would imagine even then, I mean, the Lakers really don't have, seating really doesn't matter at this point. Yeah. Um, so there, it's really kind of irrelevant, especially for the Lakers when it seems like the Clippers are going to be who they face. It's really kind of irrelevant if they're the one or the two seed. Well, um, I'm not sure about how certain I am the Clippers are going to play them because uh, Nikola Jokic is like 105 <laughs> pounds now. So I, I did see that picture. Maybe we should be worried about skinny Jokic. Um, Do you actually is that is that a concern of yours? Because I've been I've been thinking about it <laughs> and a Jokic that's a little more mobile and maybe inspired to play gives the NBA problems. Like, I don't know about the rest of the Nuggets roster, but that certainly raises my eyebrows a bit. (laughs) Are you suggesting that people might be forgetting that Nikola Jokic was a bucket? Yes, I am, indeed. As to to steal Harrison's bit. Uh, I mean, I'm not really worried about the Nuggets, no matter (laughs) what weight Jokic comes in at. Um... I think the Lakers match up pretty well with them. I mean, we saw that was it right before the All-Star break when uh, the Lakers pretty much manhandled Jokic that game, and he looked exhausted by the end of it. Um, maybe the <clears throat> losing some weight improves the conditioning, but the Lakers still have plenty of guys to match up with them. I'm, I would still imagine that it's the Clippers who will give yeah. us give them the biggest threat. But yeah, I mean. Doesn't seating unless they change the rules of, I mean they had all those weird propositions for giving advantages to the higher seed, unless there's something really wild that they do, in the grand scheme of things these seeds are going to be meaningless and the Lakers have already clinched a playoff spot so, I would venture to say they bring a bring the guys along pretty slow, so that after those eight games guys like LeBron and AD are ready to start playing. Basically 40 minutes a night for the playoffs. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about uh, the other interesting bit of news that came out on Thursday. So, Jacob, I don't know if you've heard, but um, there is a like health and safety pandemic in the United States. Um, oh, really? Tell me more. <laughs> it, it's been the reason there hasn't been basketball in a really long time. Uh, and as a result of that pandemic and the threat of it, um, you know, that's, that to make light of it, it is a very ser- serious issue. Um, 
And the I think the NBA is kind of bracing themselves for that. Everything we've heard so far is that they will not shut down the season if somebody contracts it, which you can argue whether or not that's a mistake. Um, but the protocols they have in place sound like they make sense. I personally don't know if I'd feel safe playing again, uh, knowing that because from what we know, the if if a player contracts it while they're in Orlando, they'll have to stay in quarantine for a minimum of 10 days and test neg- negative twice. Um, I don't know how comfortable I'd be even after that playing against said player or team. Uh, but I mean, I guess NBA knows what they're doing uh, for the most part, at least uh, like you said earlier, there's still a lot of things that are fluid and new details coming out. And one of the details that came out on Thursday is that in an effort to prepare teams for something like that happening, um, whether it's, you know, somebody contracting the coronavirus or getting injured, um, teams will be allowed to bring 17 players to Orlando, um, which 17 players they can bring is still a little uncertain to me um, because of, in, in a typical NBA regular season, you can have a maximum of 17 players on your roster, uh, 15 players on guaranteed contracts, two two-way players. The only thing is in the, uh, un, under normal circumstances, a two-way player's season ends on the last day of the regular season, assuming they still have days on their contract because two-way players aren't eligible to play in the postseason unless their contracts are converted. Now, the thing I don't understand based on the reports that came out today are, one, if if these two-way players need to be converted to regular season contracts in order to play in the postseason still, and two... Um, if the 17-man roster count has to include those two-way players, or if, in theory, the Lakers could waive those two-way players and just bring in two uh, veteran guys. Yeah, so the wording of it is still pretty confusing, and it might come down to the fact that there still hasn't really been any concrete answers um, from the NBA, and Considering what we have seen, they might still be voting on it with the Players Association. Uh, but the way I, I definitely can see how it can be interpreted, as you stated. I guess I the way I looked at it was basically this wouldn't be news if it wasn't a change. Um, so if I had to guess, I would say you're al- you're going to be allowed 17 basically full roster spots plus the two-way guys. Um, as for the playoffs, I don't know I don't, about the two-way guys. I Again, I would guess it's it just seems like something that the NBA should just allow, especially considering not just the situation of player safety, but those players are going to be in Orlando anyway, practicing with the team, working out with the team. It's not like they can it's not like they're in LA and they can stay at home and just go to the practice facility. Yeah. They're going to be in this bubble as is. So it, it really would seem kind of odd for them not to be allowed to play in the playoffs 
because you're basically making these guys stay in a bubble and watch these games. Um, but yeah, I would imagine it's going to, they're just basically going to allow two more roster spots for, um, for, for guaranteed contracts, however you want to word it. Um, which creates some intriguing possibilities because the Lakers already had debated for quite a while before signing Dion waiters just before this, the season came to a halt. So it's going to be interesting if they circle back around and just go ahead and sign J.R. Smith, too. That's who they were debating with. Maybe they bring back Boogie. Um, I mean, if you're guaranteeing two more roster spots, you can just bring them both in. Yeah. Um, I'm a little more... I don't really know what to make of DeMarcus Cousins. I don't know if he's going to be healthy. I mean, if I were him... uh, I think I would do the Kyrie and Kevin Durant route and just sit out the rest of this season and be completely fully healthy, especially with how many injuries, successive injuries he suffered, major injuries. Um, So I don't know, but it seems like he's really close to the team. He's stayed involved with the team all throughout this pandemic. Um, So maybe they just want to bring him back in as a, basically the role he was um i mean i remember the i want to say the miami heat game on the road where lebron pointed out that boogie challenged him during the at halftime in the locker room it's valuable to have that type of player on the roster um it's just is it more valuable than having a player that can actually play yeah um, I don't know how much it'll matter for the Lakers. I don't. I mean, if you have 17 roster spots plus two two-way guys, I would think you could get away with having one guy like that. Um, but again, all this is working under the assumption he can't play, and maybe he has eyes for playing. And if that's the case, I don't know that the Lakers make a lot of sense. I feel like you'd have, they would have to change a lot of what they've done with their big men. Um, and with having only eight games to play before the playoffs, I don't know if it's worth trying that. Um, as, but for J.R. Smith, I mean, me personally, I would imagine that J.R. Smith is one of the first names signed, and I would be su- very surprised if it wasn't the Lakers because it's very much easier for to plug a guy in like J.R. Smith and just say, go out there and shoot which is pretty much all the Lakers need, would need him to do. Yeah. Um, it's going to be really interesting, to, though, to see how the rosters are expanded and um, what guys ended, end up signing uh, contracts with, with not just the Lakers but with any team. Yeah, that transaction window is expected to take place on June 22nd, uh, and by that time I guess we'll have a better feel of, of what teams are permitted to do if the 17 player roster included those two two way guys, would you consider waving anybody to make room for JR or Boogie? I mean, I was never really high on having Costas as one of the two way guys. Yeah. Um, he, I, I mean, I guess I could kind of understand the potential. 
it always just felt like a under the table tampering basically um get Costas in so he can tell his brother how great the Lakers facilities are for however long I would be fine with waving Costas to bring in a J.R. Smith or someone along those lines. The list of players, I have a, a list up of guys. I mean, Jamal Crawford's going to be a name thrown around a bunch. I Stay far away from the yeah. Lakers. I mean, Collison technically is a free agent, but it's pretty clear he already made his decision. Greg Monroe... Uh, Isaiah Thomas, we already saw him try to play with LeBron before. Kenneth Fareed, uh, Dante Cunningham, Jody Meeks, Nick Young. Um, Shumpert. Yeah, Shumpert. Lance Stevenson. I don't know if anybody wants to do that again after last year. <laughs> Tyler Johnson, um, Alan Crabb. I mean, there's Their a lot names. of... Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, there's a lot of names, but in terms of what they can actually bring... To the table, I think a lot of these guys are going to be a lot of just kind of practice guys that maybe are able to play a spot few minutes here and there. None of these guys, I don't think, are going to be big contributors, even given the situation. Uh, and I mean, in, in if they were going to be big contributors, they probably wouldn't be free agents this late into the year. Yeah. Because, I mean, theoretic or not theoretically, technically... I think the deadline had already passed for free agents to sign with a team and be eligible for the playoffs. No, uh, so that deadline is the last uh, game of the regular season. Okay. The, the deadline that passed was teams needed to waive players that could sign uh, okay. with the team and be playoff eligible. And I'm glad you brought that up because the next point I was going to make and the only provision I care to see the NBA make um, an exception for a player was Vince Carter. Vince Carter <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Yeah. His last NBA game. The Hawks are not going to play again this season. I love Vince Carter, and I would like to see him make one last playoff run because I don't think he's coming back next season. I think he's already said uh, this is his last. And boy, would it be cool to see him on the Raptors. Um, for that playoff run they're going to make. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I believe they might have an open roster spot. Give me one second. Um, but what do, what do you think about... Because what the, the my reason for this is they did not make him an honorary all-star in the all-star game, which I thought was just maddening because they did it for Dirk and D-Wade. I, I think Dirk and D-Wade had higher peaks than Vince Carter did, but I think Vince Carter deserved to be in that game. Um and so I think the only way they can make it up to him is letting him play in the playoffs. I don't know if anybody else would have a problem with that because he is a legend of the game. Uh, and so I'm I'm guessing you're on board too. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm of two minds of it. I'll say I listen to his podcast. It's a really good podcast. Um, I think it's called Winging It. Uh, it's on the Ringer Network. Um he, they actually kind of talked about the all-star thing and he didn't seem to have any interest in it. Um, so maybe it, it was partially down to that. He seemed to want to take that week to rest. Um, so maybe he just wanted to be with his family and I think he lives in Orlando. Uh, want to be with his family in Orlando. Then 
I, but otherwise, I agree with you. There's He absolutely should have been an honorary all-star. I'm of two minds of him coming back, though, because I want to give kudos to the Hawks, and I can't remember who they played in their last game, um, because they were playing when the league uh, canceled the season or yeah. postponed it or whatever. Uh, they were in the middle of the game, and everybody kind of realized in the moment that there's a decent chance that was Vince Carter's last game. And if you guys haven't watched it, it was a really cool moment because he comes back on, he checks back into the game. The fans give him a pretty big ovation. Um, and he comes onto the court and it was the Knicks. He comes back onto the court and drills a three to basically end the game. And it was a really nice moment. Um, everybody was celebrating, congratulating him and whatnot. So on one hand, that was a really cool send-off. And he did a press conference after it where, again, I don't know if he's said the words I'm retiring, but everything about that press conference was acting as if he was retiring and that was it. But on the other hand, having him be on the Raptors and potentially win a title would be so cool um, because he did do so much for that, that city, that country. There's uh, um, there was a Vince Carter documentary came out fairly recently. I believe it's on Netflix where they talk about the impact he had on the whole country of Canada. It's literally called the Carter effect. Um, it is a really good documentary. Um, but I would wholeheartedly be behind him signing with the Raptors or with anyone to try to go get a ring because he absolutely deserves it. Um, and man, I didn't even really think about it being the Raptors. And now that you mention it, I really want this to happen. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all I've been thinking about since, uh, those, that provision was introduced. Um, Jacob, that, that just about wraps up our show. Unless you have any parting thoughts about, um, the news that came out today and, and what the Lakers might do with it. No, but hopefully in a week we'll have a schedule to talk about. <laughs> As <laughs> I we said last saying week, that for a little while. That's going to be a running bit. <laughs> you know what's crazy is um, I didn't even think about when uh, when I read today that tr- the training camp would start in mid-July. They are only going to have two weeks of training camp, and literally everybody leading up to the season had talked about needing at least four weeks to yeah. to get back into shape. I don't know if the NBA figured reopening facilities change that a bit because they've been able to get one-on-one workouts in, but that's not the same thing. Like, no. So I'm interested to see if the training camp they're talking about is like a formal training camp when teams have to report and that teams can start practicing before. I'm also curious if it means the rumored exhibition games that they'd be playing will happen during that window. Um, I doubt it, but so much unknown, still so many questions, uh, and hopefully we'll be able to answer them uh, by next week. And uh, hopefully we can discuss that schedule. Hopefully the players in the... The Players Union and the NBA have voted on a couple more things for us to 
talk about since it seems like they didn't have a whole lot figured out when they first voted. Uh, so un- until then, not that we won't podcast until there's a schedule, but until then, we will uh, we'll talk to you next time.